Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Sean, before we start this episode, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about betting. Oh, yeah, I love betting. You know where I do my betting exclusively? Uh, where's that, Joey? The Win Casino, where Jason <laughs> Kidd gave his gold medal up. Just kidding, it's at mybookie.ag. You know why I do all my betting there? Why is that? Because I can do it from home uh, with their mobile site and... Using the promo code ROUNDROCK, they matched my deposit. That's awesome. I gave them 100 bucks. They put another 100 bucks in, and you know what my bet of the week is? What is it? Uh, you can bet on the 2020 U.S. presidential election. Holy wow. <laughs> Already? Uh, at, oh, yeah. To win, Sean, how – here's my pick of the week. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. On mybookie.ag, using the promo code ROUNDROCK, Mm -hmm. you can bet on George Clooney in the 2020 presidential election. Guess what his odds are? Uh, A a million to one. Plus 1,500. Oh, my God. Sorry, 15,000. Plus 15,000. So 150,000. Kanye West? Yeah. Maybe you want a longer shot? Kanye West? Plus Uh 20,000. Wow. So Kanye, does anyone have the same odds as Kanye? Um, well, Rudy Giuliani <laughs> is plus 12,000. Uh, are there any professional wrestlers turned movie stars that you can bet on? Uh, there sure are. You can bet on Dwayne The Rock Johnson, what which, are... you know, if you're Tyrese, you might not want to do that. No, no, he doesn't. He needs to be working on finishing Fast Twelve before he runs for president. And the Rock Johnson, by the way, is plus fifty-eight hundred. Uh, is there any political figure with the same odds as him? Uh, sure, sure is. Hillary Clinton plus wow. fifty-eight hundred. So on mybookie.ag, <laughs> Hillary Clinton and the Rock have the same odds of paying out. So really, whatever you like, you can bet on it. Mybookie.ag. Uh, and if you use Round Rock, they will match 
your deposit, no matter which presidential candidate you support. Kanye West, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, <laughs> or Oprah Winfrey, who I believe you can also bet on. You know who the weirdest person is, Sean? Who is that? Kevin Spacey has the same odds as Kanye West <laughs> at plus 20,000. Fictional president? <laughs> Well, mybookie.ag is not a house of cards. They're very reliable. They have our stamp of approval because I don't think there's any other online sports book where you can put a wager on the fake president becoming the real president. <laughs> you play, you bet, you win. Anyway, hit it, Ghost of Don Pardo. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Killing, Bonzie Wells, Chris Dudley, Joey Devine, Ruben Patterson, Quintel Woods, Sean Keen, Mitchell Butler. Special guest Corbin Smith, musical guest Quasi, and now the host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, your host, Joey Devine. We've got a very special episode of Brown Ball Rock today. Sean Keen is here, Dave Schilling is not, but most importantly, we have... Hell yeah, hell yeah. uh, from the Take It or Break It podcast. Most importantly, Corbin goddamn right. A. Smith. I'm not going to rattle off some of the many publications I write for as well. Vice. Vice, oh. Vice Sports, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the Shocker. The Shocker, the Classical, mm-hmm. uh, Up Rocks, Willamette Week. Uh, Wait, just it's a- Willamette? Yeah. Not, I, I, I always read that as Willamette. Are you fucking kidding me? You like genuinely, a, are you kidding me right now? It's like a Black Eyed Peas <laughs> thing, right? It's Will like I Am's joke. magazine. That's, a, that's like the joke people make about how to pronounce it. Right. <laughs> uh, Corbin, how are you? I'm, I was doing good until I had to listen to the Saturday Night Live intro without any music. It's incredibly unnerving. Guys, I want to make something clear. Off the top, I enjoy Round Ball Rock. I listen to it occasionally, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> particularly when you have a guest on. I fucking hate the intro so much. Every <laughs> time it starts, it drives. I and and you know, Sean, I don't want to insult your Don Pardo impression. Yeah, it's fine. It's just that, like, from concept to execution, every week it drives me up a fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you hate the players listed? Uh, well, this week I do, because I've actually been doing, I've been spending a shit ton of time writing an article about the Jailblazers. Uh-huh. Uh, um, it's not out yet. It's not out yet, but a columnist who I interviewed for it wrote about it before it came out. I'm not even kidding. John Canzano scooped my own thing that I was <laughs> So he interviewed you about an article that wasn't out yet for yes. his own article? No, I interviewed him for an article that is not out yet. And he wrote a column about me interviewing him before it came out. 
I don't even know what to make of with that information. I I I thought it was mostly funny. <laughs> my edi- I think my editors were not as crazy about it, but I I was like, nah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> you got me, John. <laughs> is there is there like a rivalry with the different Portland papers? Yes, Willamette Week and the Oregonian have a have a blood feud. There's like no way around this. You there? Uh, I, I don't want to get too deep into it. The only but yes, <laughs> I only know about uh, publication beefs when they relate to stand up comedy, and uh, so like. like Side splitter. Well, like well, who is mean, side splitter? Well, also, isn't there? Don't don't. There's one of those papers that Portland comedians hate. I think it's the Oregonian. Maybe the they, Mercury. Maybe they the hate case. the Mercury. Actually, they could hate the Mercury. That makes a lot of sense. Limelight week, week is pretty big on the scene. Yeah, they. Uh, I, I don't uh, think people hate that. So. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, oh, I, but anyway, I've been doing an article about the Jailblazers. I've been working on that fucking a uh, long time. It was supposed to come out when the season started. It did not. Uh, <laughs> it was 2,000 words too long at the time. So, oops. <laughs> uh, uh, did I say two? Uh, I might have meant three. <laughs> uh, well, uh, but anyway, Ruben Patterson comes up, and that guy was off. Horrible guy. Yeah, he was like yeah. an actual criminal. A lot of the jailblazers were like yeah, smoking most, weed or speeding. Yeah, most of the jailblazer stuff was just bullshit. Um, but Ruben Patterson was a genuinely nightmarish, horrible human being. Yeah, dog fighting uh, and sex offending, correct? Uh, well, I think dog fighting was somebody else. That's but, oh, okay. Yes, that was Quintel <laughs> Uh But um, uh, yeah, uh, sex offending, and he hit his wife. And, uh, yeah, a really genuinely bad person. Hearing his name invoked as a joke was more than a little bit upsetting for me. I remember uh, <laughs> when he when he signed with the Blazers, I remember there was uh, a big issue initially because at first it was like, yeah, they got the Kobe stopper. He's going to be there. And then it was like, oh, Oregon has more strict sex registration laws than Washington State did when he played for the Sonics. So uh, he has to move somewhere else. You know what's weird is that is that when Sheed and uh, 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 Stoudemire got busted for pot in Washington, uh, Washington had stricter pot laws at the time, so that was a problem. Yeah, <laughs> this is a horrible conversation. Anyway, the gist of the article is literally like these dudes who smoked weed shouldn't be roped in with goddamn Ruben Patterson. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, who was like a genuinely like nightmarish person. Yeah, who, I think he might have been like a sociopath. Uh, I'm not, you know, I, that it's editorializing on that seems. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it seems a little good, but he was, he's not a good dude. Anyway, uh, Quintel Woods dog fought. Um, I feel like as a vegetarian who has like, who, do, who tries to not kill animals, I'm not into that, but you know, I, anyway. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so every week I hear the intro, I hate it uh, every time. Uh-huh. It drives me up the wall. Sometimes I skip it. Sometimes I am feeling in like such a place, such a like meditative place that I feel like if I sit there and listen to the whole thing, like subjecting myself to that kind of pain will be something of a like Zen experience. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I just do it all the way. But every t- I don't get through it without going. Ugh. Um. Are there I will other- say, I had no idea that you did it live, which is 
a, a truly it's truly unnerving. Anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, are there any other things you hate about our show that you want to tell the listeners? I, I mean, maybe started? you guys should buy some fucking microphones. I'm not here to uh, tell you how to live your lives, I guess. <laughs> but uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe you can make it sound like kind of good. Uh, uh, you had a guest on the other week who had some fucking terrible takes. I can't even remember his name. He oh, just had some Mike Malloy. Yeah, I think it might have been Mike. I don't know. He just had some. He just had some takes <laughs> that were making me go, Jesus Christ! I what what NBA are you watching, dude? It was a nightmare. Uh, I mean, Mike Malloy seems like you're a good guy. I don't want to slander you too much. Maybe your take your takes were not doing it for me though, dude. I don't uh, think Mike listens. It's okay. Oh, okay. I want to. I want to apologize to the listeners for my music selection for the outro last week because it's the first time I've heard. It's never good. The music at the end is never good. But uh, but that's the joke. But this week, it, I actually was getting text messages <laughs> Get it? about. Uh, it was a Chicago Bulls fan made 2012 playoff rap uh, by a guy named Lex, and uh, it was it's the least popular piece of music we put on the show. <laughs> including the Kobe Bryant Muse Cage song. Oh my god. Do you, you guys like hate Kobe now, right? We, I've always yeah, hated we never I mean, we've always hated Kobe, but like now that he's like branding himself, it's even worse, right? Uh, I actually kind of like him more. Nah, nah, fuck that. Uh, this shit I is mean, stupid. You shouldn't is... be allowed to do performance art on ESPN. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, that's why. That's why I like it more, because to me it's so embarrassing like, it's kind of, like, ruined the Kobe facade, which is kind of what I'm into. Did you see him doing, like, the, oh, yeah, I would totally kneel? Dude, I, I read that fucking New Yorker article, dude. I've got the receipts on your fucking politics. That's just goddamn horseshit. I mean, the puppet would kneel. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's a little people. There's no way around it. <laughs> um, all right, do, should we talk about the news? Yeah, you let's guys? go to the news. All right. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Uh, our we don't. Story. We don't. Uh, we don't sit. And, you don't drop the. You don't send the drop down live. No, we don't send the drop down live. No. Disappointing. Um, <laughs> we do a lot of uh, this in post. Yeah. It's, oh, uh, oh, yeah. We're, we're, in, we're in the post. You turn your back to your computer and like <laughs> run your elbow into it. To... <laughs> um. So in our first Corbin specific lead news story, uh. Nikola Jokic got a technical for run for running into Scotty Brooks, and Scotty Brooks flopped. So my question for you, Team Scotty, all the way, fuck Jokic. Yeah, one, here here are the two questions: Is this a sign of Scotty Brooks's skill, or is it a sign that Jokic is, as you claim, a fraud? Yeah, well, no, because Jokic is a goddamn fraud. There's no way around this. <laughs> I look. I know that judging a bunch of shit based on one game is is nonsense or whatever. But I saw the game where Nurkic came back to Denver. I saw it. I watched it with my own two eyes. People did not watch it. 
or he didn't go back to Denver. I'm sorry, Denver came to Portland. But the first game he played against Denver, Nurkic annihilated Jokic all night, and Jokic was completely pedestrian. Jokic has no spirit. He does not give a shit about winning. I don't care how good he is at passing. He's a garbage defender. He's bad. Jokic is terrible. I'm the I'm the only one who's willing to say it. <laughs> just because you can pass doesn't mean you're a good goddamn NBA player. <laughs> you see that guy dunk? I was watching. It's okay. So I'm doing a new column for Vice. It's called Dunk of the Week. It's going to come out tomorrow. First one's about Joel Embiid. Fucking read it. Share it on Facebook. Listen to Take It or Break It. Five star reviews only. Uh, uh, but one of these dunks was by Jokic. I'm not even fucking kidding you. It was the worst dunk I've ever seen. <laughs> Reaches his goddamn hands in the air and goes, and dunks the ball. It didn't even count as a dunk. Jokic is terrible. Everybody who doesn't realize Jokic is terrible, go back and watch that Blazers Nuggets game. He's a fraud. What's, <laughs> what do you think his vertical leap is? Like, like a, a, a six inches. It's six point nine inches. He reminds me of um, when there's a young baseball player who's really good at drawing walks and hitting home runs, and you're like, well, that's promising, but also those are the skills of a 33-year-old man who's on the way out of the league. And it feels like Jokic is already at, like, like out Kings of the era divot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like he, doesn't, he doesn't do anything that, like, a young man does. No, he, he's, he's not even kind of athletic. I, I want to stress this. He's bad at defense. And there's people online who will be like, his defense is fine. They're fucking liars. <laughs> I, I fucking loathe Nikolai Jokic. Now, is part of it that Nurkic came to the Blazers and is and rules is just great? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> That's part of it. Is it that... The Blazers and the Nuggets kind of should have an ongoing rivalry. Yes, that is also part of it. Yeah, there's... there's also, I've seen with my eyes how crappy he is. <laughs> did you see that jazz game? Did you see that jazz game? No. I did. Yeah, Gobert handled him all night. Yeah, it was kind of embarrassing. Yeah, you don't, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't put the sticks to him. Like, everybody on the jazz, anybody in the world who thinks that... Uh, uh, Jokic is better than Gobert is dumb. It's insane. It's an insane take that like creeps into people's brains. Gobert is clearly better than Jokic. Anyway, yes. sorry. Well, that's definitely One, true. Yeah, I mean, Gobert is like a top 20 NBA player, right? Yes, exactly. But there's people, Joey, Joseph, Joey, baby. <laughs> there's people who will tell you that Jokic is a top 20 NBA player. It's nonsense. People it's insane. People will say higher than that. I have heard top 15. I heard on the starters recently. I've, I want to make it clear. God bless the starters. It's an institution. I've been all the way back to the basketball Jones. Mm -hmm. But, but I heard them say, oh, maybe Jokic could be an outside MVP candidate. Yeah. I mean, if he gave, like, one shit about winning. <laughs> like, maybe one. Maybe he could. But that's, it's fucking garbage. It's the worst. It's. Ugh, yeah, yes. He was so thoroughly embarrassed in Utah that, it's, ugh, boo. Utah rules, by the way. Anyway, what's the next question? Or are you guys still going to talk about Jokic? No, there's, uh, no. A, there's a weird oh. nexus between, like, like the, the Blazer-Nugget, sh that should be a rivalry, 
and there's there is this weird cycle of players that are constantly going from each of those like Marcus Camby, Raymond Felton, like yeah, the similar weirdest city, guys. similar divisions, and then uh, like they'll be poison pilling each other for free agent contracts, like 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 Portland and Minnesota are just trying to take each other down with weird restricted free agency offers. Between the only one I could think of off the top of my head. Is there another one that is not occurring to me? Uh, what's the other Joey? What's the other poison? Brandon player? Roy. Oh, right. oh Minnesota yeah, signed yeah, Brandon yeah. Roy, so which like medically screwed the Blazers out of a ton of money, right? Yes, it did because they. Um, what do they do? They gave him a medical exemption, uh, which meant that they think they paid out his contract under the impression that he would not play again, and then he played for Minnesota. Yeah. And then the um, Blazers, screw, sorry, the Grizzlies screwed over the Blazers by signing Darius Miles again for just to screw them over. So. <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. I respect it from the Grizz. That's what I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just haters. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, we should probably go to our next news story, which is Eric Bledsoe. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not about this. God, the NBA is so great, guys. I know. So uh, this weekend, Eric Bledsoe tweeted, I don't want to be here uh, after the Phoenix Suns had the, like, basically the worst start in NBA history. Uh, and yeah, the Blazers then, beat them by uh, 48. Yeah, I watched that yeah. game because I watch Blazer games. <laughs> uh, and then his excuse... Uh, on Monday was that he was at a beauty salon, and yeah. that's what he was talking about. Um, and I then the sons, <laughs> then the sons sent him home, uh, and are trying to trade him. But Woj tweeted today that the sons don't like the deals they're getting because they can't get any young good players. Back. Oh no, shit. <laughs> yeah, well, they, you, can't, you can't get any young good players for a walking injury risk with giant biceps who doesn't yeah. shoot, really? Who you sent home and told everyone you're trading? Yeah. Um, Should just let him say he was at the salon. What was the, what was the, yeah. who, who did that lie hurt? I guess I the know. owner's ego. It's, that's absolutely a Robert Sarver saw that and got mad and was like, get rid of this guy. Ah, he's chewing a cigar, yeah. wearing a Make America Great Again hat. <laughs> is Robert is Robert Sarver a Trump guy? He seems like a Trump guy. I feel like he must be, but I don't really know for sure. See, he might be too cheap of... to donate to political campaigns, though. Yeah, I've assumed that he weirdly wasn't, just because if he let the Suns wear those low Suns uh, uniforms oh, yeah, that's true. way back in the day. Um, but I don't know. So he might not be an outright racist. Yes. <laughs> Which, you know, God bless him. Uh, he mainly donates to John McCain, apparently. Is this true? Is yeah, this true? but he did also donate to uh, Gabrielle Gifford. Oh, well, that's nice, I suppose. Gotta play both sides. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> just donates to everybody in Arizona, it looks like. Oh, oh nope, he donated to Trump. Oh, yep. Yes. Five hundred uh, bucks to Trump. He donates a lot. Five hundred. You know what? Five hundred dollars to Donald Trump. You know what? Five hundred dollars is so little money that I might not hold it against him. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's. My uncle gave five hundred dollars to Trump. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> the Robert Tarver. I mean, what is that? That's five hundred dollars. That guy uh, have sex on beds full of five hundred dollars and not give a shit. About it, you know, he probably would give a shit about it. He seems like an insanely cheap human being. So yeah, he does. For some reason. <laughs> This is like um, the, this is the most I've seen a team quit this early in the season. I think with the Saints. oh for sure. I think they just hated Earl. I mean, I think they uh, hate being there. They ha- I think Tyson Chandler hates everybody because he is he's like not he's almost like working hard to blow defensive assignments the way he does because he's not just not helping. He's not helping in a way that another guy gets screwed over by it like Lonzo Ball was constantly going past guys and going straight to the basket because Tyson Chandler was like guarding the wrong guy so I, th- I think he might hate Devin Booker specifically uh, hard not to hard not to yeah I I don't really don't like Devin Booker uh but Suns fans are convinced he's like the next Michael Jordan <laughs> He's probably not, right? Yeah, I'm guessing he's not, yeah. <laughs> he reminds is there any word on his gambling yet? <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me of, like, uh, a guy, like, he's like a throwback player to, like, the post-Jordan NBA, like, where people would be like, Steve Francis is so good, or, like, Stefan Marbury. He's like yeah, that yeah. without even the passing. <laughs> yeah, like, he should be in a backcourt with... Maybe like Michael Red, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> hard to hard to argue with that. Um, where do you think he should be traded? Do you care? Oh, Tyson Eric Bledsoe. Chandler or oh, Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe. I mean, Tyson Chandler is probably gonna get a buyout. I'm guessing. I hope Tyson Chandler gets as much money as he wants in that buyout. Well, didn't Tyson Chandler only even go to the Suns because they told him they were gonna sign his friend Lamarcus Aldridge? Wow. That might have been the case. That summer, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Aldridge destroying a franchise he never even was a part of. Yeah. What a legend. <laughs> We're going to talk about LaMarcus. You, I mean, are you guys trying to get me to talk shit about LaMarcus No, we, right we now? have a section later. We can do it <laughs> oh, now good. if you want. No, no, no. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, where do you guys want to miss- go? Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> He's a point guard. There's like 8 billion point guards. Who the fuck is like, oh, we need Eric Bledsoe right now? Nobody. I mean, I think I think he might end up on the Knicks eventually because they don't really have anything to trade, but the Suns can't ask for anything in return. So it'll be like Willie Hernan Gomez for Eric Bledsoe or something like that. I, I, think, that, I think the Knicks like Gomez. If I, or Hernan Gomez, pardon me. They, they benched him. This year, but but maybe they maybe there's something else going on. I don't know. Uh, um, his brother has mono. They announced that today. Eric Bledsoe's brother? No, Wancho, uh, Willie's brother. Wancho Hernan, Go- Denver Hernan Gomez. Has the kissing mono. disease. He has. Yeah. <laughs> you think he got it? I'm saying it's uh, Wilson Chandler's fault because he bit. He accidentally bit David Lee during a game, and David Lee went to the hospital for like a month. So I he almost like lost is, his arm. Yeah. Is David Lee in the league right now? No. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> That's insane. I mean, he's not good, but doesn't mean he shouldn't be in the league, you know. 
Well, yeah. I think he might be training for the big three right now, so... Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. One time I saw Wilson Chandler in a pro-am. He was so boring. <laughs> it's a goddamn pro-am. Like, show off a little. He would just run and spot up behind the line. Um, so, speaking of Wilson Chandler, I like. I think that Eric Bledsoe should either go to Denver or Milwaukee. I should have gone to Denver. Why? Uh, because that way I think they can get him for Moody, eh? It's so depressing. <laughs> What's the other one? Milwaukee? Nah. Milwaukee, yeah. Nah. Don't, 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 don't fuck with a good thing. At least, at least wait before you fuck with a good thing. Also, nobody should trade for him. They should just wait for him to get waived. What are you doing? Yeah, no one should give up anything of value at this point. No, anything. You should just, just, he's going to get waived. Like, like the organization, oh my God, this fucking game theory on these guys, it's so bad. The organization could have just been like, yeah, he was at a salon. Yeah. And just fucking wrote it out for a while until... I mean, they already fired the coach. It's like, you already yeah. made a move. Well, uh, that actually gets... No, I heard that they only fired Earl Watson because he made all the players uh, shave his corns every day. <laughs> uh, well, Earl Watson wasn't the only one fired by the Suns, though. Uh, you know who else got fired, Corbin? Whom? Memo O'Kerr. Oh, yeah! He was mad. Uh, yeah, here's what he posted on Instagram. Family first, other little S dot dot and MFs come and goes in my life. Peace sign emoji. F them, I am out for now, y'all. Number one emoji, see y'all down the road. Number one emoji? Yeah, like the one finger, but not the middle one. Oh, what? Yeah. Is the idea that it's a middle finger, or is he saying looking out for number one? No, I no. think he's saying I'm looking out for number one. What was he doing? Was he big man coach or something? Or? He was a, a like a developmental coach. Yeah, so Who, probably big man coach. Is he just coaching Alex Len? He just seems like a weird guy <laughs> to be a coach, like giant Turkish, like obscene. Oh, Turkish! Oh, either. Turkish guys can't coach basketball. Is that how this fucking is, team? I just would have thought they would have had. I didn't know I was. Game. I didn't know I was coming on a goddamn anti-Turk podcast. I mean, I guess we're kind of anti-Cantor, but we don't yeah, want him to. Yeah. You know what the thing about Kansas? He stinks at basketball, but also he told uh, Rojan to go fuck himself. So it's hard to hate yeah. him all the way. He's a political. You know? Yeah, he's a political prisoner now. Basically, yeah, he's like he's like a martyr for a genuinely for a great cause. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, how mad can you be at Canner? Like, I've spent years being like, ah, oh, Canner's fucking trash. Fuck Canner. And then and then and then he's like, oh, the the oncoming the dictate the encroaching dictatorship of my country is bad, and I'm giving up my citizenship for it, and then it's like, God, God damn it. Yeah, I mean, and his family. <laughs> like, he can't talk to his family anymore. Yeah, he told his family to fuck off over politics. Like, it's that's... Like, it's exactly what we want everybody to do with Trump voting relatives, and he did it in a much harder, life-threatening way. Yeah, yes, exactly. He's like, he's a, he's a political hero, but also, God, he's so bad at basketball. <laughs> Um, so you want to know the best thing about that Memo Oker uh, Instagram post, guys? Memo Oker said anything about Erosion yet, or no? Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> uh, that post was liked by Eric Bledsoe. 
But maybe they were friends. I don't know. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, I guess uh, there is a photo. There's a photo. By the way, there's a photo of uh, Memo shaking hands with Turkish Prime Minister Erdogan. And, Get the uh, fuck out of here. is standing there observing the handshake like he's never seen anyone shake hands before. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so, yeah, so can't, can't or good, memo bad, I guess, is what we're saying. Yeah, yes. I just, I mean, you know, memo was probably better at basketball, but also, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, was he maybe there just to coach uh, Dragon Bender? The uh, the old dragon bender, yeah, dragon. You know, I uh, I've been known to I've been known to uh, bend my dragon from time to time, fellas. Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> Maybe I don't want to know. I, I was talking about masturbating. It's no. a very insensitive. Oh, oh, I get it now. <laughs> I'm not fond of it. I, I, the second it came out, dragon bender, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I'm sorry. Dragon Bender quit listening the second you started talking shit about our intro. It's the only part he likes. <laughs> I love you. I love the intro. <laughs> Don Pardo, so funny. Um, I love uh, that they don't have nice microphones. This man is ridiculous. <laughs> um, all right, so Steph Curry threw his mouthpiece and got fined, not suspended. Uh, is Nick Wright going to die? What? Nick Wright, Nick Wright but you, you got to give a little more background. I don't think yeah, Nick Wright I guess is I really that famous. Like, I've never really seen him talk on television or anything. I just know him from his... Is this some lawyer shit? No, he's just like a white hot... He's a Fox Cleveland. Sports 1 guy. He, who does he do a show with? Chris Carter or something? Chris Carter, what? yeah. I've never seen Oh! Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. He looks like a puppet. Oh, yeah. Can you... Yeah, fucking Fox 1's NBA coverage is, is, is... Could not possibly be more we do not have rights to the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> the entire point of it is just like, well, everybody else makes money off this, so we are going to trash this product as much as possible. Um... Yeah, so yesterday he went on, like, a six-minute rant about how Steph Curry should be, like, put in prison. He said five, he wanted a five-game suspension for Steph Curry throwing his mouthpiece. I will say this. Look, I don't want to be a police officer here, but <laughs> DJ McCollum did get Dr. Game for leaving the bench. It's true. I'm just saying, maybe there's some Warriors favoritism in this league. I just, maybe, uh, I, maybe everybody, uh, you know. Uh, I think it's know. it is the worst thing about Steph Curry that he constantly takes his mouthpiece out of his mouth and fumbles with it, and then touches the ball, and other people have to touch the ball, and he throws his mouthpiece when he's mad. It's there are many objectionable things about Steph Curry. That is the worst and the You know, I didn't really think the degree to which he is aggravating and corny is probably the worst thing about him. <laughs> I, I think the mouthpiece... Why are you so... Dis- you know what? I'm just not that disgusted by mouthpiece play. I'm not either. This is a thing that Sean has bothered Sean for years He's just about Steph Curry. his mouth with his hands and then oh, touching a, a part of his body with another part of his body. Who gets so neurotic, dude? Who gives a shit? <laughs> you have spit? You fucking 
fucking take shits every day. You I'm fucking come. You fucking piss. We all got bit in our bottles. No goddamn bodies, Keen. You never, you never touched your mouth with your hand. It's like a no hand zone for you. I'm not spraying saliva all over my coworkers all the time. He played basketball. He's he's living on instinct, baby. <laughs> you do what you can. If you're out there and you're about to dunk and you're gonna piss yourself if you dunk, you fucking dunk and you piss yourself. <laughs> John Wilms, who's on my show all the time, uh-huh. uh, we have a thing about. Uh, I think that the coolest dunk is the shit dunk. It's like a dunk where you dunk on a guy so hard that you shit yourself. Oh. <laughs> I thought you meant that he would shit himself. No, no, no. You shit yourself. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not that he shits himself. That's me. You shit yourself, and everybody thinks it's like cool. Like, oh man, he banged on him so hard that he shit himself. That is so dope! <laughs> anyway, so I said this to John, and he's like, nah, man, I don't think that's cool. And then, like, 20 minutes later, I mentioned the shit dunk again, and he was like, you know what? I'm coming around on the shit dunk. <laughs> so I'm just saying, the shit dunk is fucking cool. Uh, it, it occurs to me that I'm yelling in my girlfriend's apartment. <laughs> I should probably stop. I guess probably nobody's at work or anything, but I just, I'm like, I could, okay, because I okay. So normally I would be recording this in my house, but last night I spent the night with my girlfriend. Not a big deal or anything. I'm a modern guy. Congratulations. I, yeah, I'm a modern fella. You know, I sleep in beds with women before marriage. I know it's fucking cool. Uh, is this wild? Yeah, well, I, you know, I live in Vancouver, Washington, so I'm actually in Portland, like, like at, at my girlfriend's house. But anyway, oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, gotcha. Okay, you crossed um, a state line to record this podcast. Yeah. I, well, I well no, I just woke up this morning, oh. and I was I was like I got this column to write, so I'm like okay, I'm gonna write the column. Then I, I have to go buy a book. I have to go buy a book today because I'm doing research for another thing I'm working on. And so I'm like I'll I'll do this thing, and then I'll uh, and then I'll get out to Pals, uh, get that book I'm looking for, uh, and then I'll head home. But I but then I was like oh yeah, I told Joey that I would uh, do this podcast at twelve o'clock, right? And so I said uh, I I'll just I'll just hang out here. Uh, and then I realized I didn't have any headphones, and I need headphones to record this, or else there's going to be feedback on the track, guys. I don't know if you guys are familiar with podcasting, but that's how it works. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" So I so I left the house, and I um, uh, I went. There's a mall nearby near Lloyd Center. Not to, I'm, I'm kind of close to Lloyd Center here. So I walked to the mall. And you guys want to know where I bought the headphones I'm using right now? It's yes, fucking crazy. definitely. It's fucking crazy. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. A Suncoast. What? What? They Does still exist? I know. I saw it, and I thought, there's still Suncoasts? And then I went in, and they had my favorite pair of headphones that I like to buy. What are, what are they selling these days? Same shit they were selling back in the day. A lot of anime DVDs, headphones, uh, movie memorabilia type things. That's a that is... I had no idea there were any of those open. I know, it's insane. I knew they were into vintage stuff in Portland, but not vintage stores that, like... Vintage mall you... stores? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of Walden books here. <laughs> Dalton's, uh, KB Toys. 
just all the all the, all the classics, you know. Um. Anyway, and then I came back here, and then I was a little late to recording because I had to get these headphones. And then I wasn't logged into Skype on my computer, and I had to update Skype on my computer, but then it wasn't working, so I'm logged into my girlfriend's computer, and I'm using her Skype. Anyway. I know. It's an exciting story. It is an exciting story. I'm still wrapping my head around the Suncoast thing. Yeah, yeah, I got it in the Suncoast. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Okay, let's go to our next news story, I guess. Uh, What's your last news story about, exactly? Um, it was about Steph Curry throwing a mouthpiece, but then it became a story about you buying oh, headphones. Have you guys already coast. talked about the sports fetish at length? We kind of oh, haven't. Yeah, let's. we should probably get into it a little bit. Joey, Joey, give your take on it right away. Oh, my take on Steph Curry having a foot fetish is it makes total sense to me because a guy who was like... Uh, whose career was almost ruined by ankle problems. Like, of course he wants to look at healthy feet. <laughs> that's, his, that's his deepest, darkest fantasy. <laughs> Having nice feet. Uh, and all his, his wife just blew up his spot in public, too. Like, like there's yeah. no reason to bring up that Steph Curry yeah. had a foot fetish. Like, she wasn't even getting pressed for it. And she's like, ha-ha, he has a foot fetish. Like, the whole team does that to him. <laughs> I yeah, just, all the time. I want to make it clear. I have no problem with Steph Curry having a foot fetish. I don't. I even feel uncomfortable making fun of him for it. Because what do I? You know, I'm not here to. I'm not here to shame people's kinks, except for Joey Devine's. Um, I will find out what they are, by the way. Uh, but um, uh, I, Eric Friedman was on my show the other week. He it was a, an amazing take from Eric. Yeah, he just said that it's. <laughs> It's the most, like, it's so perfect because it's the most boring fetish you can have. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, fake shocking. Like, ooh, that's a, that's a thing yeah. you've heard about for 25 years. Yeah, it isn't unlike heaving up a billion goddamn three-pointers and expecting everybody to think you're a genius, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love getting that take from... Portland Trailblazers fans who are like, oh, too many three-pointers. Yeah, we take a lot of threes. I don't care. You, you, he takes too many threes. It's freakish. It's not fun. That's fun, I guess. I don't know. I mean, th- I here's, my, okay, here's my thing about that take from Trailblazers fans is, like, Damian Lillard just is, like, Steph Curry. He plays exactly the same. Like it's he scores better. He's like, like, he, he genuinely scores better at the rim, Joey. That's 100% true. Uh, yeah, but he takes as many threes as Steph Curry. He just doesn't hit as many. Like, they're always one and two in threes taken and made. Yeah, so, I, so isn't it natural <laughs> for me to be jealous of Steph Curry or something? I'm still, yeah, happy. I'm still happy Lillard's on the team instead of Curry. I don't care. I, <laughs> I like Lillard. I don't care. I don't. I don't care for Curry's uh, vibe. Joey met. Uh, you met Damian Lillard's mom on a plane. Yeah, once. at summer league, when he like blew up. That it was his rookie year yes, at summer yes, league, yes, and yes. we were on the same flight back to Oakland. We talked to Damian Lillard's mom for like a really long time at a cell phone charging station. Nice lady. Oh, so nice. Yeah. I mean, look. I will ride for Damian Lillard forever. In fact, I'm so sick of playing the Portland Trailblazers in the playoffs every year because I love Damian Lillard so much. Oh, wow. oh, as a, as a fellow East Bay... so much to beat them. Oh, man. 
Did you guys know that the Warriors have never beat the Blazers in a playoff series? <laughs> this just never happened in the history of the NBA. I just don't want to root against Damian Lillard. It sucks. Yeah, he's cool. You know, yeah, it's cool. And also, we're both from East, the East Bay, like Oakland. I went to high school in Oakland. He's from Oakland. Spent a lot of time there. I ran comedy shows in Oakland. I love Oakland. Uh, and I've uh, been a Weber uh, Weber State fan for years. So <laughs> great to see you love guys. you love you love Utah basketball. <laughs> yeah, not not University of Utah basketball. That's a little yeah. mainstream for me. But or BYU. Fuck that garbage, right? Yeah. yeah. No. You love. I just love. Sort of I love the city division. of Ogden. I love Waldo yeah. the Wildcat. The Og. The Og. <laughs> Big it's Sky awesome. Basketball. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Um, all right, guys. Uh, the Lakers made Meta World Peace an assistant coach for their G League team. Any takes on that? <laughs> Probably a promotional stunt. Right. It's you know, got to be, right? But I will say this. Probably could be a good coach. Yeah. Really good at defense. Yeah. Uh, uh, more cerebral is often said to be more cerebral than you might think. Uh, I like Ron Artest. Uh, the anti Steph Curry in basically every conceivable way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I also kind of think this is probably a bit of a promotional arc. Yeah, like, does it really matter who your G League coaches are? Aside from whoever's trying to install the NBA team's offense so you can, you know, poach guys. It doesn't seem like there's like a ton of development in that league. Um, that's probably I don't know if that's fair or not. Shannon Brown. I was trying to think of a G League player. Shannon Brown was the first one that came to mind, so that's probably not good. JJ Barea. He's from the G League, right? Yeah, but JJ just got shuttled down there because he's small. Yeah. No, this yeah. Is the, 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 yeah, he's a, he's a victim, JJ. And uh, Jeremy Lin, also. Probably the most successful G League player, right? Uh, I mean, by... Oh, Whiteside. Whiteside played in the G League. He might have actually... Yeah, I feel like Jeremy Lin has always been doing the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. I think... think, No, this is good, not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Man, real bummer about Jeremy Lin. I know. Yeah. sucked. All right, um, one last thing, I guess. Um, oh, you guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's hard to say. You're not looking at a piece of paper. Well, no, I am looking. There's a, we got a lot of news, and I'm, like, um, He's skipping some of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Giannis, I guess. Let's talk about that. He's uh, really on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, he's averaging 33, 10, and 5, shooting 63% from the field, and averaging two blocks and two steals. Um, is he your presumptive MVP the rest of the season? Before we get to that, you've been to Summer League before? I've been to Summer League How easy would you say it is to get now? drugs there? Drugs? Well, yeah. you're in Vegas, so pretty easy. Okay, just curious. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, they have, they have legal uh, recreational marijuana, at least. They do? Yeah. Nevada? Yeah. Since when? Nevada lead only legalized weed this year. year maybe? I had no idea. God damn, that's like the entire West Coast and Nevada. 
Come on, guys, legalize it. Am I right? I really thought Nevada <laughs> would be dragging more, but instead, uh... it would seem like the alcohol commission would have a lot of power there. It seemed like they would work hard to uh, excise that idea. Yeah, you. Would I think... would think the casinos probably want to sell weed at some point, though. Yeah, boy, it is. It is. I the way people regulate it, though, in these markets, I, that could be a big ask. I think, but. I mean, they have a lot of political power there, so they'll know. Uh, this has been Nevada Politics Talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have uh, you never been to Summer League, Corbin? No, I haven't. You should go. It's fun. I know. That's what everybody says. I, I mean, it's I, less I, fun now, actually. I, yeah, I've heard that, too. I really don't like Las Vegas. Uh, uh, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Also, you, I never you, have any money. Yeah. I mean, the games are cheap. You pay 25 bucks and you watch, like, eight basketball games. Yeah, but you also day. have to get a hotel room. Yeah. It's true. I don't care about, don't care about the paying for the games. I'll say again. Fuck. I could probably get a credential. But yeah, remember, oh, yeah, you definitely could. I'm a member of the press. Oh, yeah. And the, the, food, the food deals are excellent. So if you can find any kind of a hotel deal, like, uh, you, could, you could be eating like a king. What's the vegetarian situation like down there? A lot of buffets, um, so I don't know if that's... Uh... I do like a buffet. I do like a buffet. And you, you don't eat... Do you eat fish? No, I don't. Okay. No, I'm not a... No, I'm a vegetarian. I'm just... <laughs> Where's it What's everybody fucking ask that? I would say I was a pescatarian if I was a pescatarian. Do you, you, do you eat eggs? You know what I'll say? Every motherfucker out there who's saying they're a vegetarian and eats fish, you are a valor thief. <laughs> <laughs> Do you eat eggs, Corbin? Yeah, I eat eggs. Okay, just check. I'm vegetarian. I'm not a vegan. Uh, some peop- some vegetarians, their eggs are off limits. I'm just saying. That aren't vegan. I think more vegetarians don't eat dairy. I will say, sometimes I feel bad about eating dairy, because the way it's produced is truly heinous. But eggs are just, you know, you can... You know, I, could, I, could, I could have a fucking chicken in this room right now. It could be fucking crawling around my girlfriend's house going cluck, 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 and give me all the goddamn eggs I want. Uh, so is Giannis the MVP? No. <laughs> I kind of like that he just goes to the rim on every single play. And, yeah. And that before the season, people were like, he's going to have to really improve his three-point shot. And then it was like, no, he might just dunk from the free throw line on every play. Yeah, he's got that LeBron thing, too, where, like, I think occasionally he will have flashes of good three-point shooting, and that will augment his game even more, but it's never going to be necessary. Like, he's still Giannis in the way that LeBron is LeBron, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Do you Uh, guys watch the Blazers game, probably, or maybe not? The uh, the Bucks game? I watched the condensed game yes, uh, on League Pass. Okay, yeah. The um, the end of that game um, was literally like uh, Giannis uh, stripping McCollum and... Yeah, uh, he fouled him. Fine. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to participate in the conspiratorial Blazer fan thing on this particular one because Giannis is cool. Yeah. Uh, if it was Steph Curry, I, I wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. What uh, if it was Draymond Green? I'd be into it. I like Draymond. And then on the very last play of the game, he blocked Nurkic at the rim. He literally stripped two separate point guards from behind and blocked a giant (laughs) to win that game. It was the most insane shit I've ever seen. 
Um, well, if you think that was insane, have you checked out last night's game where Frank Kaminsky dunked on him? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> it's the, it's the, I made a joke about it on Twitter. I'm going to make it here again. It's the, it's the dunk the mainstream media doesn't want you to see. <laughs> they will not stop showing it on Fox Sports 1 today, guys. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Um, God, who's the, like, Alex Jones of sports that's, like, Fox Sports affiliated? Oh, uh, Clay Travis? I, yeah. I have a story about Clay Travis. Oh, let us let, let hear it. My friend Bob Silverman, who has probably not been on your show, but you should ask him. He's incredible. Uh, he uh, did an article about... Um, it was about the sort of broader phenomena of right-wing media attacking ESPN. Mm-hmm. But they branded it as being about Clay Travis, in part because Travis had just done some dumb shit, and also because uh, Bob uh, interviewed Clay Travis very lengthily. And sometimes Bob pays me to transcribe interviews for him uh, because because mm-hmm. I, I don't have any money. Uh, and 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 Bob does these things where he talks to like ten people and fucking ropes it all together in one thing. Uh, uh, and so he doesn't want to do all the transcribing. Anyway, one of the transcription jobs he gave me was an hour-long interview he did with Clay Travis. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, who is uh, the most insufferable person I've ever heard talk in my entire life. Uh, he, he says dumb shit all the time. He says stuff like, hey, come on, I worked for Al Gore. I'm not a Republican. Hey. <laughs> and he knows who he's appealing to with all this fucking horseshit talk. Uh, I voted for Gary Johnson. Like, he literally said that. <laughs> I voted for Gary Johnson. Uh, uh, it was horrible. It was just horrible. And he just talks and talks and talks. Everything he says is ridiculous. He says that LeBron, uh, like, like vandalized his own oh, house. Oh, that's so my favorite Clay Travis hot moment. moment. Uh, he, uh, he said some other stuff, too. I can't. I, I don't know why I said stuff instead of shit. It's not like... Anyway, sorry. Uh, But anyway, so I get halfway through transcribing this thing. It's horrible. Uh, Bob gave me the assignment. I was in Seattle. I was at my friend's house. uh, And and he was like, hey, man, I got some transcribing to do. I'll pay you too much for it. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Sure, fine. And I was planning on getting it done that day because my friend RJ was having a a party. Richard Uh, Jefferson? No, uh, uh, RJ Casey. uh, Okay. A... a, a, um, (laughs) An, uh, an editorial worker over at um, Fan Graphics Books. <laughs> Used to be on Twitter at RJ Casey writes. Unfortunately, he uh, quit because it's a it's a hell world. Uh, um, oh man, I have to. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, but anyway, so I get halfway through writing this thing, and then my finger slips, and I press like F four somehow. I have to press Command something to do rewinding, and I press Command F two or whatever, and it shut and it closed. Oh no! Oh. And uh, and I thought like, oh, oh no! Uh, but I'm sure it's saved, right? But here's the thing, guys. Because I was on my friend's computer, I opened it in an incognito window, and it did not save. Oh! <laughs> so I had done half an hour of transcribing whatever shit uh, oh. Clay Travis wanted to say that day, <laughs> and I sat down and I. Realized I would not be able to go to this party, and I also realized that I was going to have to spend another two hours recording 
the same half an hour shit I had been recording this entire time. <laughs> and for a while, I was mad. Uh, but then I remembered my meditation, <laughs> and I decided that it would be an opportunity for me to learn acceptance and commitment in the face of pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. And it became something of a meditative exercise after that. But holy shit, that guy sucks so bad. Anyway. All right, John, let's take a break real quick with from our interview with Corbin Smith to talk about our sponsor this week. Yeah, uh, mybookie.ag. Uh, they sponsor the podcast. Great online betting site. They've got in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and a mobile site. Uh, also, MyBookie will match your deposit with up to 100% bonus, and that happened to you this week, Joey, right? It did. I put $100 in and got $100 back, and I used it to make my first bet tonight on Thursday. I bet that Kyrie Irving would go under a combined points and assists, I mean assists and rebounds, a combined number of 10. And guess how many he got, Sean? Uh, did he get 10? He got exactly 10. Well, so thank God you used promo code ROUNDROCK to activate this offer. Uh, so are you pleased with your mybookie.ag experience? Oh, hell yeah, dude. A push is a win, baby. <laughs> That's true. So we're recommending this to our listeners, and we use the site ourselves. Uh, it's pretty great. Uh, you can trust him. And very fast pants, fastest pants in the business. You get them within 48 hours. And didn't that make that crappy Milwaukee-Boston game much more exciting for you? It sure did. The only thing that would have made it more exciting is if they played on a court that was 30 years old. (laughs) Well, maybe that'll happen sometime in a round-earth world. But Kyrie Irving will tell you, (laughs) the world is flat, and he'll never beat more than 10 combined rebounds and assists. Seriously, if Jalen Brown makes one of those damn shots, I win $3, Sean. $5 bet, guys. $5 Uh, bet. My God. (laughs) We are high rollers here, and that's why we use promo code ROUNDROCK. (laughs) MyBoogie.ag. You play. You win. You get paid $3 for a $5 bet. It's worth it. Uh, All right, Sean, you want to... You want to ask uh, Corbin some Blazers questions? Can I reminisce about one thing before we get to Blazers questions? Yes, I, of course. I re-remember something this week. Do you remember that time somebody got Dwight Howard to say free Palestine on Twitter? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was the greatest. <laughs> uh, Twitter is horrible, and it might have accidentally ruined our country, but holy shit. That time <laughs> Dwight Howard said free Palestine on Twitter? Oh, man. <laughs> that was wonderful. Do you think he'll survive the whole season in Charlotte? I don't fucking know. I, I hope, I, I really, true. I wrote, I, I, apparently everything I talk about, I wrote articles about, but I wrote an, <laughs> but I wrote an article about how Jordan almost definitely just traded for him so he could be mean to him. <laughs> yeah, he just feels bad yelling at Cody Zeller and Frank Kaminsky. He's like, yeah, let's get a villain in here. And well, not only a villain, just like a, tr- a true shithead who will like, who will really take it personally. Like he's the ultimate Jordan victim. Like he, like that is the dude Jordan has been looking to torment. Him. <laughs> 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 I 
So if he lasts in Charlotte, it will be because Michael Jordan like truly gets off on ragging on him. <laughs> Just toying with him the whole time. Yeah. At some point, Jordan will demand he be benched for no reason. <laughs> Just because Jordan wants to sit in his fucking office and like puff down two cigars at once. While he while he watches Dwight Howard like cry to the goddamn media after the game, like thought I was able to contribute out there, but <laughs> I got any moments. Jordan's just fucking in his office, so oh yes, oh yeah, God. <laughs> so anyway, you want to ask me about the Blazers? <laughs> Let's talk about LaMarcus Aldridge signing an extension with the San Antonio Spurs. Is this like watching one of your worst ex-girlfriends get engaged? No, I don't care. No, it's funny. <laughs> why, would I, why would it be that? It's funny to watch the Spurs subject themselves to this. Well, look, look, a, ba- a bad ex-girlfriend. Look, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. You don't understand how I feel about LaMarcus Aldridge. I can't speak for other Blazer fans, but I can uh-huh. say that everybody has slowly come over to my place. Which is, <laughs> LaMarcus was bad and was always bad. He, uh, or not bad, he's just, like, aggressively mediocre. Uh, uh, he was, he's not, like, a winning basketball player. He's, like, he's like a whiner who likes taking long two-pointers. And everybody says, hey, maybe you could, uh, like, take one step out. And he goes, nah. He just says, no, I'm not doing that. And it's insane. He's not like, like I, I when he was on the Blazers, he aggravated me. Uh, when he left the Blazers, I was happy he was not on the Blazers anymore. I do not regard him as a bad ex-girlfriend. I regard him as a, a, a bad NBA player who I, who I have feelings about only because I had to watch him be aggravatingly bad for years. Not like, I'm, you know, bad is maybe unfair. Just like completely out of step with anything that's happening right now. Sure. You know, and, and he's stunk on the Blazers. He's also, like, aggravatingly, like, not fun to watch even a little bit. Right. Uh, um, it's yeah. weird he's a famous NBA player. Yeah, because he's uh, uh, aggressively unwatchable. Yeah. And like, yeah, because he has, like, the game of Maury Spates without the fun personality. Yeah. Well, he's, yes, he's except, a, yeah, and he plays more minutes. He's arguably better in defense than Spates, although that he was not in the Blazers. So he's the NBA's. <laughs> he's been the NBA's worst All Star for years. Like a guy who still always makes the team, and you're like, oh, oh right. And then I mean, except for whatever like third East guard they cook up year after year. Yeah, Drew Holiday or by whatever, West you know? standards, he's yeah. the worst. And just yeah, a guy he, that no one wants to see in the All Star game. No, in fact, it's to watch him. He's, 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 he, like, there are things about modern basketball that aggravate me. Um, as far as, like, no, just as far as things that are getting left behind, you know what I mean? But LaMarcus Aldridge and what LaMarcus Aldridge did is not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) He, uh, anyway, he, did you see he got into a dust up with Serge Ibaka last night? Yeah, well, I will say this. For all the squads, he always lights up Serge Ibaka. Yeah. Uh, it seems like everyone tries to fight Serge Ibaka at some point in their career. I mean, but like, for a guy who just doesn't have any feelings, it's kind of it's almost impressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, his only feelings were, why is Damian Lillard on that billboard, not me, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> he could not have been more jealous of Lillard the second he got into town. Uh, yeah, it should have been the best thing that ever happened to him in Portland, and instead it ruined his mind, basically. Yeah, well, I I mean, he, still, he just still continued playing like Lamarcus Aldridge. <laughs> like, the most, oh, God. Uh, sorry, I, I'm not talking about it because I wrote about it. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not doing that a third time. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm. I'm a widespread chronicler of Lamarcus Aldridge malfeasance. Uh, I think it's funny when he's bad. Um, I think it's funny that the Spurs, like, either thought they could change him or bought into something stupid before, you know what I mean? Like, they just said, like, so many people told them that he was a Spurs player because he was boring. Uh And then they said, (laughs) yeah, he's a Spurs player. And so they signed him, like, almost entirely was boring without, like, watching him play and realizing that he is also aggressively not efficient and not fun to watch. Uh, And also not a very good teammate. Yes, and also, like, a, an aggressively kind of, I don't want to say self-centered. I'm self-centered in the basketball sense. I'm sure he's perfectly charitable outside of that context. But, his, uh, but, yeah, his value is, like, getting off a shot in isolation when the shot clock is running down. Yeah, yeah, other yeah. Other than that, not really that good at stuff. There was a tweet that Mike Richmond sent me. Um, he's a reporter down here, or up here, I suppose. And, um... Uh, it was a tweet that said, like, LaMarcus Aldridge has really added some long-range work to his game this year. And the clip they showed was LaMarcus Aldridge taking a shot, like, one inch in three-point line. <laughs> Just taunting everybody. Like, I know yeah. I know that there's an extra point available, but I'm too set in my ways to, to move my heel back. I can imagine LaMarcus... Out. Hitting a three and the and the ref calling a three and then saying, "Nah, check the tape. That's a two. Uh, I purposely set my toes on the line. Yeah, I hate getting three points for one shot. It's horrible. It's funny because Popovich's quotes in the preseason were almost exactly what you said, which is, "Oh, we we spent two years trying to change him, and then we realized that's impossible. So now, like going forward." we're going to stop trying to change him and just accept this is what we have. And then yeah. I guess, and we're going to have him for three more years. They're not. They're going to trade him sooner or later. I really do think they're going to they're gonna figure out a way to get off that sooner or later. I think that's the reason for the extension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't I, make any sense otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yes, I think it is to make him a shippable asset. Yeah. To some, to whatever sucker team. You know, you know who I really think, you know, now I'm sitting here trying to think about it. You know who I really think could sucker themselves into LaMarcus Aldridge. The oh. Washington Wizards. Oh, my oh God. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely they could. And, and you know, he's playing center. He's in the East. Like... Well, they tell himself to... Oh, that's the other thing that Aldridge doesn't do, is that he hates playing center. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's, like, he's 33 <laughs> or something at this point. And... Yes, and uh, seven feet tall, more or less. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and would probably be allowed to take long twos if he just played goddamn center. 
He's one of those guys that I wouldn't be surprised if he was like seven one and a half and just kept insisting on being listed at six eleven. He's, he's like, a, I'm, yeah, a shooter. He's, I'm a shooter. He is eight feet tall. Like, that's six eleven. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that's what I think about the Spurs contract. God damn it. All right. Um, no more blazer shit to ask me about. I'll answer yeah, yeah. all blazer shit. Oh yeah. Sean, you got more blazer stuff? Yeah, I have a question about. Um, do you feel like it's coincidental right now that Portland has so many white players, or is that a reflection of uh, kind of the fan base somehow? No, nah, it's coincidence. I know you wanted me to say the other thing, but I really do genuinely. No, it's 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 only, <laughs> the only thing that struck me was just that um, the names of the players sound like. I mean, look, does like Pat Con does Pat Connaughton sound and look like a parody of a white NBA player? Certainly. Well, and they um, had a they had a whitewash out at one point in summer league where it was like Layman, Pat Connaughton, Zach Collins. Uh, I don't remember who the other. Myers. Oh, Myers. Was, was, My- was Myers playing in the league? league? No, uh, it wasn't Myers, but it was another big white dude. It was like some dudes that I don't think maybe made the whole <laughs> roster. Uh, yeah, I don't recall. I don't usually watch them. <laughs> uh, well, the games are kind of terrible. So yeah, they're, they're, ba- they're bad, and I'm tired of watching <laughs> basketball by that point. I'm really curious about Zach Collins' adjustment to Portland because he's like Mr. Vegas. Like he, he had that he had that Vegas themed uh, vest and like Vegas shoes on at the draft. Yeah, and it felt like that is the opposite of where you're about to really be headed, young man. I'm about to tell you guys. I'm about to tell you guys some shit that's gonna blow your mind. Yusuf uh-huh. Nurkic has gone hardcore Portland. Oh, oh this that is makes great. total sense. He, well, I'm not even, I'm not even fucking kidding. Well, there, it, somebody, don't you think the T-shirt was the first step, or was it a sweater? The girlfriend one. This, the the t shirt with the picture of his girlfriend's face on it that said if you are reading this you are too close he has a girlfriend? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that made me really like him because there was all that stuff about him being unhappy in Denver and I was always really into him the year before. And once yeah, I he had that, that shirt, he I was like, this. I am back on this Nurkic train. Yeah, he he rules. Um uh, but, like, he just does Portland shit all the time. Like, he's he's still with the same girlfriend. God bless him. True love will never die. Uh-huh. And um, uh, they, like, uh, they go to Barista. Have you guys heard of Barista at all? No. It's, it- like, the, it's like the fancy, high-end Portland coffee chain, pour-over chain here. Okay. Oh, okay. And he, like, and there's uh, somebody sent me a picture of him where, at Barista with his girlfriend, like, seven feet tall, wearing, like, a colorful robe. And shoes with no socks. <laughs> I mean, I think that's that's amazing. I I remember. And, like if you, and if you mention it, people will be like, "Yeah, he's a barista all the time." That's amazing. And I I remember Channing Fry went really hard and was like riding a bike everywhere and going to thrift stores. And it took him a while to get a podcast, but I feel like he yeah. stayed very Portland in his. Yeah, sport. when I. When I was at Bridgetown, I saw Channing Fry walking down the street, like, and he wasn't even on the Blazers anymore. And yeah, I was he lives, like, yeah, he lives here in the offseason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, man, Channing Fry loves Portland so much. He just looked so happy. <laughs> That's the thing that happens is that nobody will ever come here because it's too white. And then they come here and they're like, nah, these white people are all right. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, there's, a, there's another one. That's, uh, oh, yeah. Um, Andre Miller used to jog in Waterfront Park. No. I, that's It's a better story. Andre Miller used to um, rollerblade in Waterfront Park. Shut up. <laughs> like, what kind of rollerblading are we talking about? Are we just, talking just about... inline rollerblading? You strap on the blades and, and go up and down Waterfront did, Park. Did he have like knee and elbow pads, like a like a child? Would have to ask Jason quick. <laughs> I don't have the particulars. Let me just text Gonzano <laughs> right now. Thought of this. I, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do as, anybody out there, please, at Jason Quick about it. I, I, I just interviewed him for something. Uh, okay. Uh, All right, Sean, any other Blazer questions? Yeah, well, are we talking about virus? Are we talking about virus? Is that where we're going? Oh, well, I was going to save that, but, but please, who's your, please who's save favorite, it, please. Who's your favorite Blazer of all time? Of all time? Uh, um, I mean, Walton, but, like, theoretically. Right, right, right. Um, uh, I got into basketball, like, super late. Uh, I came back from college and had a nervous breakdown and got really into basketball in the last, like, six years. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna, so I'm not dealing, I will say, I'm not dealing from, like, a big deck here. That be- so, sure. so when I say Damian Lillard is my favorite blazer of all time, I, I realize I'm being a doofus about it, but that is genuinely the player I've had the most experiences with. I, but I also that's think fair. that's an, I think that's a fair answer anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so like, he, that's seven at this point too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's but, so like locked into the thing. Like he understands exactly like what people from here want to hear when people talk to him. He's all into like the underdog shit. He gives fucking incredible quotes to reporters. Like, uh, he, yeah, you know, just, like, perfect, pitch perfect, but still interesting, like, uh, you know, we have to grind, hustle, etc., etc., type shit. Uh, but and also, there's so much, like, heartbreak in the Blazers' history that, like, Damian Lillard is, like, uh, he's, like, the counter to that, where he's, like, he was drafted later in the lot, like, not in the top three, and, like, became, he's, like, the opposite of, like, you know, uh, Brandon Roy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or, <laughs> yeah, or Odin, yeah. Odin and Roy, I think Roy and Miller are actually taking it at the exact same spot, if I'm, yeah. Right. Uh, they're, but, one yeah. Off, they're one off, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, they managed to somehow swindle, I mean, they basically got him in six. They, they managed to swindle uh, Minnesota into trading uh, Randy Foy for him. Mm, yeah. God, Randy Foy. That's a bad NBA player. And yet, like, still in the league. What? Are you <laughs> crazy? kidding me? Who the hell is Randy Foy playing for right now? I thought maybe... He, he was on Denver, right? He was on Denver last year. Yeah, he was, like, embarrassingly bad on Denver. Okay, he is he is currently a free agent. He's not in the league this year. I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that. Don't sign Randy. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did play for the Nets last year, though. Oh, congratulations to him. Yeah. I wish I could say I wish I could say Drexler or somebody, but but it's Lillard and more in the abstract, Walton, who um, is is still like wildly fun to watch. 
and uh, and is essentially tragic, I suppose. But also, he won a fucking title. So, how tragic can you really be? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He did it already. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's next? Uh, do you have, do you have like a an NBA player that's the one who got away for you? I mean, we've discussed on the podcast for Joey, it's Anthony Randolph, like the guy you just loved, and it just didn't really happen, or still isn't happening. Maybe that's Myers Leonard. I don't know. No, 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 no. It's definitely <laughs> not Myers Leonard. Um. God, the Blazers have been so feast and famine on their picks the last few years. Um, they've tended to be so insanely heinously bad that it warps your mind or fine uh, or Myers, which both at the same time somehow. You know, I wanted, uh, I wanted Darrell Wright to be good. It was annoying that he wasn't. Uh, because he had been good his entire career. He got to Portland. He mm-hmm. had a shooting slump that lasted for, like, three weeks. And then Stotts benched him and never played him again. And then he was out of the league in two years. And it was so weird. Uh, because he what did, he theoretically did, like, exactly what they needed at the time. They just needed a 3 and D guy for that yeah. spot. Well, he's and, uh, just not that old. You know, when it fell apart, he was like... 27? Do you know what the weird thing about it was, Sean? What? It didn't... (laughs) Well, Sean, let me tell you. Uh, (laughs) He didn't even seem like he fell apart. It just seemed like he had a shooting slump. And then Terry just said, go fuck yourself. And then he lingered on the bench for two years. Uh, and then was not in the NBA anymore. It was so weird. It is weird. It's still weird. Yeah, because he didn't, like, and it wasn't like, I thought, like, oh, he'll go to some other team. But he didn't. He went to China almost immediately. Yeah, uh, I think he's in Bosnia now. Like, <laughs> uh, Well, you know, good leagues. You know, Balkan's got good leagues. It's not. You know, <laughs> uh, for me, I actually have a blazer that got away. Oh, who? Um, Rudy Fernandez. Still oh. in my heart, I'm like oh. Rudy Fernandez. Guys, if I would have thought harder about this, I probably would have said Rudy Fernandez. <laughs> my mom, I, my mom loved Rudy Fernandez. <laughs> I really thought like the Sergio Rodriguez Rudy Fernandez backcourt was gonna be like the future of the NBA. <laughs> no, it turned out not to be at all. You know what? Kind of a jerk. Was that what, what ended up happening? Who, Rudy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little. He did, he did, when, you know, when they traded him to Denver, he did kind of go through the, and the fans didn't love me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, he, and he actually got booed when he returned, but he was mostly well-liked here uh, until he said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> for the fan base for no good reason. Everybody cheered Andre Miller in that same game. I was at that preseason game. <laughs> Andre Miller in that preseason game had an unbelievable alley-oop assist to uh, Fareed from the baseline, from like a baseline entry pass. Yeah. Some of the hottest shit I've ever seen. I went to a Blazer preseason game the other day, and do you guys know who was in that game? Who was in that game? Josh Smith was playing oh, with And he's, that, playing he's with, on like an all-star team or something like that, right? No, he was on Maccabi Al-Haifa. 
because they were playing NBA te- an NBA team or two, and he wanted to show out in front of NBA teams. So he got like a three-game contract with Maccabi Al Haifa, uh, and was and uh, tormented Myers Leonard. <laughs> Actually, so oh, poor Myers. Uh, uh, poor Myers. <laughs> I have, I have no quarter for that animal. He uh, for Myers or Josh Smith. Oh, for Myers. I've never called Josh Smith yeah. an animal. He was a great NBA player. I love Josh Smith. I still love him. Yeah, he ruled. Also, Rudy <laughs> Fernandez, do you know that when he left the NBA, he went to Europe and was, like, fucking incredible? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's probably was an NBA-level player. He just had. He just didn't want to live in America. Yeah. It makes a lot just of sense. Just like, I hate this place. Everybody smells bad, and the food is terrible. I need, I need better paella to succeed in. I need a weird fish-based dish. I need everybody to nap between 2 and 5 p.m. I want everything to be closed on Sunday. That's how I operate. Uh, I want fascism to have gone on a little too long. <laughs> yeah, what if he's like a really intense like anti-Catalan independence guy? Like That's why he came back. He's like, we got to make sure that they don't become independent. The Gasols are Catalonian, right? Am I crazy? Uh, I believe you're correct, yes. Have, have they sounded off on this yet? Uh, I don't know if they have spoken up about that yet. Uh, I mean, isn't Marc Gasol basically from Memphis at this point, though? Actually. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. Like, he went to high school in Memphis. <laughs> Where he was a big fat guy. Yeah. So, Man, I love Marcus All. Really just I know it's probably a good move for Memphis to trade him and get some stuff back for him, but I just never want him to leave there. Nah, man, yeah, me man. either. They're rolling. Three and oh, baby. Memphis yeah. you, can, you can't kill Memphis. Conley, Look, Conley. We all picked them to make the playoffs, so Yeah, I guess I guess we did. I didn't. You know why? Because I wasn't smart enough. I didn't believe. Well, I didn't pick Utah, so I feel like a real chump. I, I also didn't after, pick Utah. After you fucking like... idiots. You fucking idiots. You saw Gordon Hayward leave, and you went, oh, no, they're doomed. We no even... more Gordon Hayward? We got to what, do you over only us? watch ESPN? Do you, like, only watch ESPN? Is that what's happening here? Because <laughs> when Gordon Hayward, like, everybody on ESPN was like, oh, the Celtics are title contenders, and it's like, you know that's Gordon Hayward, right? <laughs> uh... It had Who's nothing leaving to do to with play Gordon with Hayward. Well, we just for forgot. Me. We picked the over on our over under yeah. podcast. We just forgot that we were like, yeah, 42, 43 wins easily for the Utah Jazz. And then <laughs> when it came time to actually pick the playoff teams, we're like, I don't know. Denver, and uh, the whole time I was saying Denver is not going to make the playoffs. And yeah, but you're like right about that. Seed. You're right about that. You know why, right? Uh, because uh, they don't have garbage. a small forward. Jokic is garbage. <laughs> they got small Jokic ball Paul, though. Might as well not even play in the NBA. <laughs> Send him to China. He is terrible. I think, so. I think they gotta, like... What they need to do is not forget they have Farid on the team. Like, they gotta, they gotta get him in the game. They need that kind of, like... The team's not tough enough. You it's sound good. like you know what you sound like right now. You know what you sound like right now. You sound like uh, somebody's. Uh, you sound like somebody from Denver's dad. <laughs> oh my God, get get Farid in the game. But it's like why are they playing the Farid fella, the manimal? 
Jamal Murray travels every time he touches the ball. Well, that. But but Farid and Jokic are actually good. This Moutier, this Moutier. There's nothing good with this Moutier. <laughs> it's never gonna happen with this Moutier. Uh, what are they doing to, to get rid of Jameer Nelson? You gotta get rid of Jameer Nelson. Who the fuck else is on Nuggets right uh, now? Richard Jefferson. Now I can do this joke forever. <laughs> You know who I like? That Trey Lyles. <laughs> Paul Millsap, great signing for us. Great signing for us, Paul Millsap. Very tough, very tough. Very good at passing. I don't know, I don't know about this Nikolai Jokic. You know, he's very tall, but I don't I, I, I love Will Barton. I love Will Barton. <laughs> Mason Plumley, he's really holding the he's really holding the second unit together. Mason Plumley, yeah, his like favorite player would be Mason Plumley. You know what? His favorite look. Let's not slander Denver Dad. All right, he likes <laughs> Mason Plumley, but he's not his favorite player. Except, look, we lived through lots of Warriors dads, and Warriors dads' favorite players were always David Lee. Yeah, always. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we gotta get David Lee on the Nuggets, fellas. <laughs> It's like the first thing they write about him. That they're terrible at defense? I, think, I just think for Jokic to get better, he needs to be like a tougher guy. And so I think Fareed is better for that than the other I think they, they do. I think they need to sign up Jokic for a fight club. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean... I think they need to figure out a way to make him less refrigerator shaped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like weirdly like round and square at the same time. <laughs> yeah, we need to get some we need, we need to either get more or less angles on that fella. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way he's gonna find NBA success. <laughs> Uh, do you have any more Blazer questions? <laughs> oh, uh, what? Oh, yeah, I, I was just looking up Blazers stuff. W- what's going on with the Blazers mascot? Yeah, he sucks. Like, he's <laughs> Blaze the Trail Cat is his name? Yeah, yeah, he's terrible. Okay, <laughs> it's like... I, I, we, we'll go back to something I wrote again, although this is not on the internet anymore because they took... I started writing about basketball at Portland Roundball Society, uh, which was like a true hoop blog that they um, uh, they disowned, and then me and my friend Joe ran it for a while, and now it doesn't exist. Uh, uh, and I wrote a lengthy article about how Blaze the Trail Cat was no good, and they should replace Blaze the Trail Cat with a giant anthropomorphic salmon. That would be uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, because there's you know salmon. That's the symbol of the region, baby. And uh, uh, what did I name him? What the it was like Swift the Sand or something. I can't remember. I gave him a very specific name, and I said, clearly they need to replace Blaze with this salmon. I worked on it, like, all summer. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> uh... Anyway. Yeah, Blaze is terrible. Just, like, the design is yucky. You know what? His origin story is what? that he is Scotty Pippen's cat. Oh, wait, God. what? 
The origin story of Blaze, when Blaze came out, Pippin was playing for the team, and they said, this is Blaze, he's the new mascot, and also, he's Scotty Pippin's cat. But like a full-size, six-foot-tall, anthropomorphic house cat. Yeah, I suppose. They probably didn't think too hard about it. <laughs> I, don't uh, know if they made, I don't know if they made Scotty maintain kayfabe and say, like... <laughs> oh, oh, Blaze needs to learn to pee in his cat box. Yeah. Uh, his... Scotty's voice is more like Blaze needs to learn to pee in his cat box. <laughs> uh, his official biography is that he was born in the towering pines of the Oregon Cascades, uh, but left the mountains because he felt there was something else out there for him. The Oregon Humane Society. Uh, found a good home for him with the Blazers. Nah, man. And, and the original origin story, it was specifically Scotty Pippen. That's so bizarre. Like, for a guy that you know isn't going to be on the team very much longer. While I, was point, doing, while I was doing Scotty Pippen's voice there for a second, mm-hmm. I realized in that second that Evan Turner has the same voice as Scotty Pippen, but like a thousand times higher. Yeah. yeah. But it's and only, that yeah, it's because he had like scarlet fever as a kid or something. Really? What? That's why Evan Turner has that voice. Yeah, that's yeah. why he has a crazy voice. He was like very sick as a baby. Oh my lord! I want to apologize to Evan Turner. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really yeah, it's a really funny voice. And then I was like, oh. we're making one of his insane voice. <laughs> anyway, but that actually, I'm just saying that actually kind of describes Evan Turner's whole game, like a high pitched Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Uh, my, I will say Evan's been better this year I, I like dragging on Evan a lot but he's been a little better this year so I'm just giving it time yeah sure giving it time. Oh, he, got, he got measles as a kid and then he was hit by a car when he was three years old oh my god yeah so he had a bad speech impediment as a kid oh my god yeah. boy sorry Turner. <laughs> he also had chicken pox as a as like a, a six month old, which seems so fucked up. I didn't have inoculations yet. I guess. You guys got chicken pox, right? I had chicken pox, yeah. Denver Dad does not understand why kids need to get inoculated for chicken pox. No. <laughs> he he's like I've I've got shingles, why shouldn't everybody else? Maybe tougher. It's it's fine. You get the disease, you get through it. It's fine. It builds up Terry immune... Bradshaw has it. Like it builds up the immune system. system, you know? It's about being tough, like Kenneth Fareed. <laughs> Do you want uh, me to talk about Myers now? Is yeah, sure. So I want to I wanna just bring up that, like, I, I feel like Draymond Green individually has a big rivalry against a bunch of the Blazers just because they have a uh, happen to just have a lot of guys from the twenty from the that got drafted ahead of him. Uh-huh. And but so Myers Leonard specific- is the one he hates the yeah, most because he used to play Myers Leonard in the Big Ten like two or three times a year. Yeah, and yeah, and he, he knew Myers Leonard was bullshit because yeah. everybody knew Myers Leonard was bullshit. So, he was yeah. bullshit when they picked him. Everybody was like, "This is a horrible pick." <laughs> And then he came to the Blazers. Well, he like, was bullshit. And Lillard was such a good pick, too, that it was like, oh, hey. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, like, and Mo Harkless is picked like four picks later. So Draymond. Mo's not a bad. I was like, Mo's not a Mo's not a bad player. No, no, no. It's just somebody Draymond Green hates because yeah. he resents him and he's jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Myers is the most like mentally incapable NBA player I think I've ever seen. Uh, people who don't watch Portland all the time don't understand that something special is happening year after year with Myers, where he can't do even the most normal rotations. He's constantly scared, like scared of rebounding. I went to this Maccabi game. He was getting out rebounded by goddamn Maccabi guys, and he was like aiming at his teammates. <laughs> like this isn't my fault. This isn't my. It was like the end of Rabbit Run. You guys know the end of Rabbit Run. <laughs> when Rabbit's at his son's funeral, and uh, everybody's like looking at him, funny, and he screams, "This isn't my fault!" and runs away. I, I don't like Updike. I don't like that book. Uh, but I'm glad I read it just so I could read the part where Rabbit screams, "This isn't my fault!" and runs away. Yes. Uh, anyway. Also, in common with Abbott Rabbit Angstrom, he is a washed-out basketball player. <laughs> he is the Rabbit Angstrom of the NBA, which I hate to, I hate to put that on his wife. Uh, but, uh, he, uh, he screams at people. He's constantly losing his mind. Every year, he, um, he is either injured in the offseason, which, fine, whatever. Uh, we're, we're all injured in the offseason. And... Uh, or he had a good offseason where he was able to get a lot of workouts in. So this year, in particular, he looks like a fucking monster. He looks like Hulk. <laughs> he, has, he has muscles just coming out of everywhere. It's, like, scary. I'm scared to make fun of him because I know he can kill me without even thinking about it. But he is as bad as ever because it doesn't have anything to do with his body. It has everything to do with his brain. Uh... And, uh, yeah, and every, and here's the thing. Uh, Terry has just completely given up on him. The front (laughs) office is kind of into him uh, because uh, they drafted him. And there was a year where he uh, was a really efficient shooter. Yeah, he hit a bunch of threes in a playoff game, didn't he? Yes, he did. Uh, (laughs) And and that was the season he didn't, he played, I don't know, 500 minutes or whatever. But he he literally had a 50-40-90 season. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and he and his release is a little slow, but he does kind of have some utility as a three point shooter. The only problem is that he is so completely incapable of being a center or an NBA forward yeah. that it doesn't matter. It's just crazy because he's he's like seven one. He's super jacked, and he takes a shot at the rim about every three or four games. Yes, he and he just to get his giant missed. body to the basket. <laughs> He frequently misses. He, uh, I, I, in this game, I, this Maccabi game was like, we, me and my, uh, I went with my, my girlfriend, who, who could not possibly give less of a shit about basketball, and was clearly annoyed I was asking her to go, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a good boyfriend. You're an alpha male. Oh, sorry. I thought you were. No, like, I'm not an alpha You're going to go anyway. <laughs> no, I'm, no, 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 but I was able to say, like, hey, look at that guy right there. That guy with all the muscles. Watch him slowly lose his mind. <laughs> that guy who's sunburned perpetually somehow, yeah, yeah. even yes. though he lives look in the Pacific gi- Northwest. <laughs> yeah. Look at Red Hulk over there. 
And and she was like, oh, yeah, yes, I can tell. Because we got we had good seats because, you know, Maccabi Al-Haifa. And, uh, and, uh, they don't travel well, that fan base. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, and just the entire time, he was just, like, running up and down the court game. Getting like redder and redder and redder. Whenever he did something good, he would be like, "Yeah, yeah!" And whenever he did something bad, he would scream at other people. Like he's, he 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 has lost his mind. He is he needs, somebody needs to trade for him as like a mercy gesture at this point. Like like the only chance he has of being like even a little bit good is if he is not on the Blazers anymore. Terry hates his rotten guts and is like. And is like vocally open about it to the media. He's just like, yeah, I don't know. Myers probably uh, Swanigan's looking really good, and so is uh, and you know Collins is really flashing some potential. I guess Myers is really going to have to uh, earn his minutes this year, huh? He'll just say that to whatever reporter is sitting around. <laughs> I mean, and, they, uh, they drafted replacement Myers Leonard with the yeah. They drafted the a draft. guy who's exactly like Myers Leonard, but but less sad. <laughs> And not even by much. Yeah, right. Yeah, Zach's been good so far. But he at least understands that he should be near the basket sometimes, and that like rebounds are something that he should be focusing on rather than just wandering into rather than just being in the wrong place all the time. I think that Myers does occasionally think like I should get a rebound, but like. Like, like you type, he types in, I should get a rebound, and the code spits out, one hoop, yes, maybe? <laughs> uh, the thing that worries me about Zach Collins is he has a look on his face like he's perpetually seen a ghost. Like, his <laughs> eyes are so wide. His mouth is naturally open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, he does look like he's spooked. He looks like a spooked boy. <laughs> Swanigan's been good though, so it's hard. It's hard. Zach Collins is a bit of a bonus, just because Swanigan turns. It turns out Swanigan's good. So yeah, uh, hopefully Collins shifts rounds into order. But like Swanigan is already pretty much an NBA player. So uh, I mean, maybe Myers Leonard will yell yell him into place. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's hard not to imagine that there's not people like, sidling up to Myers and like. Siding right up to Zach and pointing at Myers, like frustratingly doing pick and roll drills and saying, Son, there's a way to not be Cone there. <laughs> there's a Southern coach on the Blazers, apparently. Yeah, it's it's weirdly Al Farouk Aminu. Yeah. <laughs> He's the new Colonel Sanders. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I Congratulations, Al Farouk. Do you know how they do in arena promotions? Where yeah. They, like, where they like say, "Hey, do you know what song this is?" They did that with Al Farouk once, and he could not have more of a "I do not want to do this" look on his face. <laughs> he has, he, the man just wants to play defense. Just leave him alone. Man, <laughs> organization. If you're listening, don't make Al Farouk media two promotional videos. It makes everybody really uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't want to do it. He it's. It's a second language, I, I think. I'm pretty sure. He doesn't fucking listen to pop music. Just leave him alone. <laughs> you, don't pay, you don't pay him that much. Like, you got him on a good deal. Just fucking let him play. <laughs> yeah, relax. 
Man, uh, by the way, Darrell Wright just tweeted, it's amazing what you can do when your mind clear. Bless up. The praying hands emoji. <laughs> he's also supporting uh, former former Warriors non-great Charles Jenkins, who's uh, doing stuff in the Euro League. So yeah. looks like he's doing fun. I forgot. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can we can we league. can we trail back? Can we trail back for half a second here? Sure. It's amazing what you can do when your mind is clear. Bless, Bless up. Yeah. I'm just throwing this out here. That's the kind of thing an alcoholic tweets after they quit. Oh, drinking. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, maybe, maybe like, the mystery of why he didn't work out in the Blazers, like, it's possible it could be sitting in that tweet. Yeah. I'm just saying. Maybe he was a drunk. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. He did spend time in Miami, and then he played for the Golden State Warriors, which is not good for anybody's uh, sobriety. And, and, and look, and, uh, yeah, and Portland is a, Portland's a bit of a drinking town, too, if we're all being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of crappy beer. Yeah. Uh, weirdly, I love Jerome Wright as a warrior, though. He's like uh, he's like the first good signing they've had in a very long time. <laughs> yeah, he really had. <laughs> At he the really time they him. signed him. <laughs> it was like, did the Heat have to get rid of him because of uh, LeBron? Did they ditch him because of that when they were clearing space? Sounds right. Uh, no, because yeah. it's before that. It's before that. They ditched uh, Beasley. Yeah, I guess that's... Uh... God, wouldn't it be great if they didn't ditch Beasley, though? <laughs> yeah, they, the let him, they let him go that summer. So the Warriors basically, the one-two punch of David Lee and Darrell Wright ignited that team to 36 wins that next year. What a, what a great team. Okay, Monte <laughs> Ellis. Are you guys... I, um, Who's a Warrior fan? I think it was Jacob. I don't know. But are you guys on the the Warriors should sign Monte Ellis bandwagon? No, I hate Monte Ellis. Oh, okay. I mean, was I was his... I was one of like the one percent of Warrior fans that wanted Monte gone when they traded him. I mean, it was nice they they brought all the We Believe guys back to let him get an ovation, and I thought it was kind of. Uh... It was kind of sweet that Monte Ellis hugged the broadcaster, and I didn't realize that Warriors <laughs> play-by-play guy's wife died after a long battle with cancer, and so that was like a sweet moment. And then it was like, well, that's enough. That's like, like that's all like, the Monte you need. I just don't. I just don't want them to hate. Like, I don't want there to be bad blood with the organization. But right. that was like that was enough closure for a guy who was ultimately, you know, probably probably a net. It's still a net positive. I would say trading... Yeah, they don't owe him anything. Trading Monte is a bit of an original sin, though, right? Because they did trade him for, like, a hardened white supremacist. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I don't know. If <laughs> did, was Bogut always alt-right and, like, a super yes. agent? Or did Pizzagate just ignite When he came you know, into the league... When he when came, he came into the league... league yeah. yeah, yeah. He was flashing, like, oh, all these guys, all these guys with that fancy dunks. And they said bling... He said bling, like... Grossly, he's like in their yeah. bling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wearing their bling. <laughs> like, well, you know, you know. Just, but but it does kind of fit something that I feel like you've been a proponent of, Corbin. Just adding a really mean guy. Now, granted, <laughs> Andrew Bogut was mean on and off the court and on the <laughs> internet, so that's like. A little but you know, can I say something about Bogut? Yeah. 
He's not that mean. Like, he, he gets pushed around and dumped on all the time. Like, and he, like, whines about it, and, you know. But he's, like, a cheap shot artist, and he, like, like hits guys a lot. It's yeah, but that's not a really, that's not like a, stuff. that's not like a genuinely mean guy. It's just, you know, that's just a goon. Uh, yeah, but he, he's a, he was, like, he was a very necessary goon for the place there team was in. I actually think the Blazers kind of, I mean, maybe Nurkic can be that guy, but oh, Nurkic, sort of I'm Nurkic missing a goon. Could not, I, no, 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 Nurkic is the goon. I, I wouldn't worry about it. Corbin, speaking of mean guys, did you see how mean Draymond Green was in that Mavs game last night? I did not. What did he do? Uh, at one point, when they were up by like 20 and they were all on the bench, the Mavs cleared their bench and put in some guy I'd never heard of, and the camera caught him yelling at the Mavs pointing at the guy and saying, hey, who is that? Who is that? Uh, he also called Dennis Smith Jr. a baby after calling him. And Dennis Smith Jr. was trying to dunk on him. And Draymond's like, this ain't summer league. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't like the Warriors because of Draymond is a narcotics officer. That guy rules. That's like a, a, they might be like deep state NSA, so <laughs> copped up. Uh, yeah, Draymond's great. He's the only, he's the best player in the Warriors. Anybody? Like... <laughs> I, I love him. I really have such affection for Clay Thompson, but I don't really disagree with I him. I hate Clay Thompson. I loathe Clay Thompson. Really? <laughs> yes, I do. He's such an amazingly weird guy. No, he wouldn't have been anything in the NBA if he was in the NBA, like, 15 years ago. He could have been he's, Reggie Miller. No, he's a, he, he's a product of his times. He's not as good at dribbling as Reggie was. That's true. Reggie Miller, though, is maybe the most overrated player in NBA history. I, you know what I think about Reggie Miller? This is, this is the conclusion I've come to regarding Reggie Miller. Innovator. Even if maybe he's... Real life production doesn't stack up to how people remember him. Uh, he was a he was a genuinely like innovative player who led to stuff that happened later that's like playing out in the NBA now. And I think that he deserves a little bit of respect for that. I also think he's a fun commentator. Uh, I I forgot he's your like a pro heel. Reggie Miller commentating. Yeah, he's fun. He's fun. He's a fun guy. <laughs> what the what fuck do people find? Like, like Reggie's just out there having a good time. D- don't hate. <laughs> what else? Oh, I don't know about that, more. Like, he's just having fun. God bless him. <laughs> John, what else? John, John Barry's the one I hated. John Barry's the one I always compared him to, because John Barry was both dumb and mean. Yeah. Like, Reggie... Yeah, always wrong. And always wrong. And Reggie is, like, I don't know, maybe a little wrong some of the time, but, like... He's just having—he's just having fun. He like did. I would hang out with Reggie Miller. Seems like a fun guy. He'll steal your girl, what? though. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. What I don't—what I don't get about John Barry is why is Brent Barry the way he is? I get why John Barry is. I mean, I know. Here's the thing. I know. You know, I know why. It's because their dad is Rick, who is um, like an unbelievable prick, and John Barry was like, my dad is good, and, and, uh... This uh, is what you do to succeed, and Brent, yeah. 
Yeah, and Brian was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> well, I think I think a really crucial thing is that Brent Berry went to college at Oregon State, and like just being in a little more of a relaxed, like pastoral environment, I think maybe we're, we're talking about Brent right now. Right? Brent, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, he was around people who weren't assholes for the first time. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Because uh, I love Brent, I love me some Brent Berry. I do like I do like Brent Berry. I would rather hang out with Reggie if I'm being 100. <laughs> percent Even though I have more in common with Brent Berry, even though we, I could be like, ah, you hear the new uh, uh, what's an indie band? Uh, <laughs> the new Destroyer album. Hey, you heard that new Destroyer album? And he's like, yeah, it's a great album. And I could be like, I'm also mad that Tony Parker fucked my wife. <laughs> And so we would have a lot to talk about, but honestly, I would rather hear Reggie talk about fucking all the crazy shit that happened to him in the 90s. What I do, uh, really, I like about Reggie Miller is he's not really afraid of anyone, and he is specifically completely unafraid of Michael Jordan. And it's, like, <laughs> hilarious that a guy like that skinny and goofy is just confident enough to be like, yeah, I'll punch Michael Jordan during a playoff game, whatever. <laughs> you know why? You know why? Because he doesn't, he doesn't have the thing in his brain. That makes him like check himself at all. <laughs> like it's, well, what that... made, it's what made him a great NBA player and a great NBA commentator. Is that he's completely lacking in self awareness. He rules. I mean, the Spike Lee incident is like he's probably incredible at sex. Because <laughs> he's, he's he's always completely in the moment and just yeah. reacting. Yeah, he didn't react. Yeah, does he have? Does he have a sun tattoo around his belly button? Yes. yes. But you know who else has sun tattoos around their belly buttons? Dudes who fuck. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I mean, we have, we've heard this is not, this is not sourced, but uh, uh, our Indianapolis correspondent did say that a girlfriend of Reggie Miller's got so upset with him, she burned down his house. And that's somebody who fucks. That is somebody who fucks. If someone's burning down your house, yeah, you pa- fuck. That's passion. Yeah, you, you inspired something in someone. Apparently the house burned for like two days. How the fuck do people not exclusively listen to every podcast I'm on? <laughs> hey, how? Sorry. It's insane to me. Not to say your guys' podcast isn't good. It's just like, I came on here and I said, Reggie Miller fucks. Like, I'm great. Um, you your guys' show is not usually this long. I I'm... know. I was just trying to get us out. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think that's as good of a place to end as any Reggie Miller fucks. That's um, the title of the episode. Uh... Yeah. Corbin, uh, would you like to... Uh... Plug, plug some stuff? This is the fucking take it or break it. It's great. It is great. It's so uh, big. Sorry. Not to, I don't want to toot my own horn. It's a super good podcast. You should listen to it. It is a very good podcast that I like a whole lot. Sean clearly has never listened. Oh, you listened to the... No, no, no. I, I got, uh, I've been listening to it. I didn't start listening to it until about a month ago, but I've, I've listened to... I yeah, because I got... No, back I, will, I will admit that I started listening to your guys' podcast... Uh, because you had Eric Freeman on, and I was like, 
the fuck have I not been on this? <laughs> you had some other person I remember who was like, really? Him? I met Eric in person, though, because he used to live in San Francisco. Or he lives in San Francisco. Yes, he currently lives in San Francisco. But anyway, and I listened uh, to the show. It was, was David like, Roth. Gotta... We had, like, Eric Freeman and David Roth on yes. back-to-back episodes. Yes, yes. It, you know what? You, I might have even listened when you had Roth first. But anyway, like, and I, you had Roth on. And I was like, these guys know who Roth is, but they don't know who the fuck I am. <laughs> And so I, so I, and so I did everything I could to get on your radar because I was like, I can't be on that show. The reason I can't be on this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, so listen to my podcast; it's great. Uh, I, I, I had David Roth on this week. We talked about the World Series, and and David Raposa was on, uh, who is uh, the crankiest person I've met in my entire life. <laughs> That is a ringing podcast endorsement right there. I'm very excited. Um, Also, I write everywhere. I'm on Twitter, Corbin A. Smith. I promote myself all the time. Uh, Sean, anything you want to plug? Just still a ton of stuff on Yard Barker and come to the Punchline on December 20th in San Francisco for a headlining show with me, hosted by Joey Devine. Tickets are on. Joey Devine? Yeah, that's me. Way to go. Well, no, I'm hosting Sean's headline. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're doing some. I'm sorry, some hosting work. That's good. So you 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 got a you got a quick uh, you got a quick ten off the top. You know, yeah. You say, yeah this is a uh, Fart McFarson. Fart McFarson comes out. You come out and say, "Fuck, give it up for fart people." Fart people. Um. Oh, we get all right. Do you want to? Do, yeah, should, should we do that game I, at the end? I was doing yeah. that. Oh, sorry, yeah, okay. I was getting to it. Um. As Corbin probably knows, because he always listens to our podcast, because he loves always. it so much. Yes. Uh, we, play, every we play a game uh, where we ask what NBA luminaries are doing right now. And today, our question for you, Corbin, is <laughs> what is Bill Walton doing right now? Smoking that arm! <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else I could say that would even make sense. (laughs) He's getting lit. Or or I would say, or he's on a bike ride, but come on, it's Tuesday. He's not on a bike ride on Tuesday. Come on, he's lit. Here's here's what I think he's doing. I think he is playing his wife, Dick's Picks Volume 12, and trying to point out, like, where the space is. I think. Can I say something? I think. I think he's more of a. I think he's more of a generalized dead fan. Oh yeah. No, I don't think he's like a. I don't think he's like a. Oh, we got to get in the nitty gritty of this shit. Dead fan. <laughs> Doesn't he strike likes, me as that guy. He kind likes of the jams. I'll, oh, certainly. I'll put, in a, I'll put in a Walton drop for where he talks about the jams. Uh, to <laughs> take us out of here. Uh, Bill Walton, I think, has the same relationship to the Grateful Dead as my dad. So I think what Bill Walton is doing is sitting... Your, dad, your dad's a deadhead? A huge deadhead, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, the <laughs> last time I saw my dad, he was watching a Grateful Dead DVD that had a shot of Bill Walton dancing in the crowd in it. Uh, did, uh, did Was that, like, hard for you growing up, having to listen to all those arpeggios? You know, I went, I, they took me to see The Grateful Dead when I was, like, 10 years old, and then, uh, but my dad just listened to the albums. He wasn't really, like, that much of a live guy until recently. So, so if you're listening to Grateful Dead 
albums, there's just not as much of that. Yeah, American Beauty is a great album. Yeah, it's just like a good rock album. American yeah. Man's Dead, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm into that. I just don't, I'm not really into bootlegs and 17 different versions of Franklin's Tower, you know. I was in, I, I, we've been talking entirely too long. I was in a jam band when I was in high school. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then I ditched it when I met Indie Rock. And was like, okay. <laughs> and, and shamefully ran away from it forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so so I think Bill Walton is doing something that my dad would be doing, which is reading a newspaper by himself at the table while his wife is in the kitchen, and then at random reading sentences out loud and scoffing at them with no context for the listener. So he's like reading something about Trump, and he's like, oh, you know, just, just <laughs> dreamers are, are the fabric of our society. And then, like, shakes the paper disdainfully. I've, I've been going out with somebody for a not long amount of time, and I'm already there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a wonderful thing in my relationship. Sometimes we'll both have headphones on, and instead of saying something, I'll just see a phone extended, and it's just to show me a tweet. Not to even send it, not to send me the tweet, just to... Not to read it out loud, but to let me experience it in its pure form. Certainly, if you read it, you're 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 violating the intent of the authors. I'm with I'm with you. Yeah. Significant other on this one. <laughs> well, speaking of reading tweets out loud, uh, it's time to end the show. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where <laughs> uh, this week I tweeted, "Didn't need those dipping dots, but did it anyway." That's how I do things. Joey, does anybody ever say, hey, that's not really Joey's Twitter address. It's actually at Joey Devine, mm-hmm. just to, like, help you out? No, no one okay. ever says that. Well, you know what? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll get Joey's Twitter account. Check it out. Yes, oh, right. thanks, Corbin. All right. Uh, trust the process? Trust the process, everybody. We fought our way to the front of the stage, just like D'Alembert and DeMarcus are out there fighting for position. Yeah. We got to the front, and I got on the bus. It was unbelievable. I've been to nearly nearly 800 shows over 43 years, and they're my best friend. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.